Hello, my name is Melanie Clark, and this is the podcast where I give my shiny two cents about life, love, and all of the above. You are now tuned in to Vodka Melonade. Let me pour you a glass. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Vodka Melonade. Um, you know, I hate to start the show off on like a somber, serious tone, but um, something not that cool happened this week. Um, so it turns out that when I first met Blue, you know, as we were getting to know each other, um, it turns out that he accidentally gave me his incorrect birth time and, um, it completely changed his birth chart and I just, I'm really struggling with like how to process it because he has so much Virgo in his chart, you guys. I just, give me a minute. Okay, I kid, I kid. It's not that dramatic, <laughs> but like it kind of is. I am nothing if not a Virgo male hater, okay? I mean, oh my God. Obviously, this doesn't change how I feel, and it's like all for fun and, you know, for research purposes and, you know, whatever, right? But I swear, so. You know, I when I'm dating and I'm getting to know a new guy, like once I realize like I'm actually interested in like who they are, <laughs> I'll ask for their birth time. And surprisingly, a lot of guys these days, they they just kind of know it offhand right away or they have their birth certificate like on hand, like instantly to tell me, which is cool because then I'll go in, I'll go online, I'll do a deep dive, I'll pull up their birth chart, I'll, I'll compare our charts, I'll see what's similar, what works, what doesn't like, it's just like, you know, I get to pick the universe's brain on who they are and what they came into the world with right and it's just really really fun so I did that when I met blue he told me he was born at 803 at night so I ran with that you know and I studied his chart I looked up you know the, his different planets and the houses they're in and we had a lot of similarities and you know like we've been in this like a year plus now so I've just always had that in mind and it's funny because certain things that I looked up they weren't really lining up like you know it seemed like we shared similar air sign energy and our big three which is your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising sign. These are like all the things that you kind of present to the world. So like your sun sign is like your overarching personality. That's the kind of the sign that everybody tends to know, um, even if you're not into astrology. And then you have your moon sign, which, you know, the traits of that sign are really 
you know, the part of you that comes out when you're the most comfortable and like emotionally secure with your surroundings. So like your family and your significant others, your kids, they're going to see this side of you. And then you have your rising sign, um, which is kind of like the face that, you know, you kind of project into the world. Um, it's kind of people's first impression of you. Um, it's, you know, maybe like your coworkers see this side of you or people you just meet, like this is just the impression they get. So I thought we shared the same moon and I thought his rising was the same as my Aquarius. So I was like, oh, cool. But like, as I've gotten to know him, it didn't really seem like it fit. But like, who was I to question his birth chart? Because he, he said he gave me the right time. So he's back home in Florida for the next, well, he's been there for the last couple of weeks and he's coming back. But while he was there, um, um, we, I don't know, the topic came up of his birth time and he said, yeah, you know, 811. I was like, 811, you told me 803. He was like, oh, maybe it is 803. And I said, well, while you're there, why don't you just double check, you know, grab your birth certificate from your mom and like, just double check. So <laughs> he checks and he tells me it's 811. I'm like, oh my God. I was like, eight whole minutes. Do you know what eight minutes can do? Eight minutes can completely change your birth chart. So I'm like, oh my God. So I'm getting ready to enter an in. And then he goes, um, actually it's 811 AM. So he was 12 hours and eight minutes off. <laughs> and if eight minutes alone can change your chart, definitely 12 hours can. So I immediately put in the new time and date and not date was the same, but the new time. And I was just flabbergasted. He is a Virgo moon and a Virgo rising. And I'm a Virgo rising myself. So that was, you know, interesting to see. But it's funny because I'm going through his chart. I'm like, you know, some things do kind of make sense now. Um, he definitely does have a very Virgo vibe. Um, you know, he has something that's called a, a stellium in his birth chart. I have one too. His stellium is in Virgo and a stellium, you know, when you, when it comes to like a birth chart, that just means you have, uh, three to four or more planets in a particular sign. So in his case, he has four planets that are in Virgo. I have, uh, I believe five planets in the sign of Capricorn. So he and I are both very, very, despite him being a Leo and me being an Aquarius and the other parts of our chart, like we are very earth focused in our relationship. So I think that can make us a little bit stubborn. Um, you know, I think once we get fixed on something like, you know, you can't really deter us or get us to change our mind. And it's just interesting because he does exude a lot of hardworking, stay the course, don't beat around the bush, earth energy. So it just, it just all, it's just so funny how astrology works. And if you believe in that kind of thing, it really can apply. Now, of course, you know, you take all this with a grain of salt, you know, he could have turned out to be somehow, some way of a Virgo sun. Like, I'm not going to be like, Oh, sorry. Bye. You know, but it was just so funny how for like well over a year, I had like one birth chart I was working with. And, you know, in the beginning when I'm starting to like you, I'm going through all that. Like I have books and I'm online, I'm on social media, looking at the hashtags, like, 
you know if you're like an astrology girly you know like if you're into horoscopes and and whatever so you know you you look up your own sign but when you're starting to feel someone (laughs) you start looking up their sign as well so and I wasn't just looking up sun I was looking up their moon horoscope and their rising and you know what I mean so I'm looking up all this stuff over the years and it wasn't even applying not over the years but over the last year and it wasn't even applying to him so I just think that's so funny and he was joking he was like oh he was like sad face so we can't be together now and I was like I don't know no (laughs) I'm just oh my goodness so you know (laughs) if you guys are into that kind of thing make sure they have their correct and accurate birth time because it can make a major major difference but you know it's kind of refreshing kind of fun because now I have a whole new birth chart to investigate um you know it just gives me a whole nother level of understanding it's like we're going into our second year super duper fresh and I've already gotten to know him so much um this is just kind of like I don't know kind of like little universe cliff notes into his personality and psyche so it's like I get like another like opportunity to kind of relive that like exciting investigation again so it's not all bad but it was definitely I was definitely like in a tailspin for a good like 20 minutes when he first told me that he was 12 hours off I'm just like oh my god you had one job (laughs) so uh speaking of the universe I have been conducting a little bit of an experiment of sorts over the last couple of weeks. Um, I, how do I explain this? So I've seen this technique of like, not problem solving, but kind of like in the same way I use tarot cards to kind of just center my thoughts and get clarity about a particular situation um you know because basically when you're pulling cards you're kind of seeing what you want to see um and taking certain things as a sign so I decided to kind of put it out into the universe and and request a sign if a particular thing is true so I'm going to details about what I was trying to get clarity about but basically I you know asked the question and if the question was a yes or the answer to the question was a yes I asked the universe to show me a lime green vehicle and if you're doing this you know you're asking God for a sign or or the universe or whatever you want to call it you want to ask for to see something that you could possibly see like obviously you don't want to say oh I want to see a dinosaur walking down the street haha I want to see a pig flying blah 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 you want to pick something that you can possibly see um but not something that's super duper common that you're just gonna see everywhere like you don't want to say like a black car or you know a a brown dog like you know it's kind of just too common you're probably gonna see that you want it to be something a little out of the box but not outside of the realm of possibility and then you want to give it a time frame too so I just said, okay, so the answer to, this, to what I'm asking is yes, <laughs> show me a lime green car within the next week. So the week goes by and sure enough, I see two lime green cars, but I see them online. And I was like, man, I wasn't really specific. 
So I don't know if this totally counts because I was like really excited. I was like, wow, lime green. But I'm like, I don't know. I think I want to try this again and get more specific. Like show me a lime green car if the answer is yes, but show it to me in person within the next week. And sure enough, I'm sitting at my desk at work and a bright lime green car goes by and then it's doubled down the next day on my way home bright lime green car so I'm like okay so I'm like really satisfied because I'm like it's just funny how you know the lime green was like oh yeah sure girl here you go and showed it to me online like a quick little quick little sign and then I was like "Mm, I need a little more specific than that they're like oh no problem I got you here boom boom I'm like wow okay so I'm like feeling good about what I was asking and then it's like but now I'm seeing lime green cars everywhere the universe is doubling tripling quadrupling down on what I was asking for and I'm just like okay so I had to like literally say okay universe I get it thank you so much and then I stopped seeing lime green cars isn't that crazy and it's funny because I've seen like people do this method before and a lot of the times you know it's like women and they're asking like okay universe show me an orange truck if you know I need to stop messing with this guy (laughs) and then like they're filming themselves and then like you know a few days later they'll show an orange car (laughs) and then they'll be like "Mm, is it really orange like they start questioning it and all the comments are like girl that's orange as hell you need to leave him alone and it's just so funny because you know you ask and you shall receive right And it could all be chalked up to your subconscious, you know, whatever you're questioning, whatever you're, you know, seeking answers to, you kind of already know the answer to. So you just kind of end up seeing what you want to see or what you need to see deep down. So that's why it's just so it's just such a fun little practice to do. I mean, um, I mean, I know I'm satisfied with my answer, but I don't know, had I not seen a lime green car in that two-week time frame I don't know I don't think I mean I'm not gonna like plan my life around signs like that but I think to my point of seeing what you need and want to see I already knew the answer so I think I was gonna see a lime green car regardless and I think that if I was unsure or if possibly I, I didn't want the answer to be yes I wouldn't have does that make sense it makes sense to me <laughs> So try it out, you know, let me know how that works out for you. If anything, it's just a nice way to try to tap into your own intuition. You know, I always feel really empowered and confident and smart and strong when I tap into my own intuition. And I don't know, and I feel like one with the universe. So, yeah, give it a whirl. All right. So I think I've talked about this before. Um, you know, coworkers who are just, just don't know that there are certain things you shouldn't talk about, um, you know, because you just never know who you're offending, who you're going to be upsetting. You don't know people's circumstances, what they got going on in their life, you know, so you should just keep things very neutral, you know, at work, you shouldn't be talking about politics, sex, religion, anything, you know, just anything like that, because you just, you just never know. Um, but I found that a lot of people I work with, they just get very, very comfortable and they make assumptions that people feel the same way about certain things that they do. So I had a coworker, um, this week 
he uh you know spends a lot of time watching instagram reels and i don't want to judge but that's just like you know a watery tiktok let's face it um he's a pastor i guess in his spare time and he's he's often made like very religious comments and like tried to you know i guess pitch his sermon topics to me and i'm not like against religion or anti-religion but it's like you know, he didn't even ask me if I was Christian or ask me if I believed in any, any of that. He just made an assumption and would just like, you know, bring certain things up. And I'm kind of polite to a certain degree. I think he's gotten the, the hint now that I just don't really I don't want to be bothered at work, period. But definitely nothing like that. Like, that's your own personal thing. Like, I don't have any skin in the religion sermon game I don't know why you would think I'd be a good sounding board but anyway he's done this before but um this week he uh he you know first of all I'm I'm in my own phone I'm I'll I'll be reading a book I'm in my own zone right so it takes a lot for someone to get my attention (laughs) um you know so he's like hey Mel Mel you know Mel I'm like oh hmm, yes so I take out my earphone I'm like what's up And he's like, oh, I just want to show you this video. I guess there's some, I don't know if he's Nigerian, if it's the Nigerian president or Ghana president, some African president um, was on the news and they were discussing, you know, uh, those who are transgendered and the transgender community. And I guess this president was on air um, you know, they do like the split screen. He's on air with a transgender woman. And, you know, he didn't really show me the clip, but I guess he just he just showed me like, you know, a still from it. And he was just going on about how this president is just so anti-trans um, and anti-gay and how he thinks that this is an agenda that they're pushing on our children and how this, you know, president is very open about, you know, refusing to, um, you know, make, make, I guess, laws comfortable for that community and how he's very against calling a transgender woman a woman. He's going to just call them a he because that's just, you know, you were born that way. So he's going on and on and on, and he's, like, laughing. He was like, oh, my God, I totally support this guy. You know, this transgender nastiness is just ridiculous. It's, uh, you know, it's sinful. They're trying to force our children to do this, blah, 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 blah. And apparently, I guess, um, whatever country this this person is a president of, I guess the U.S. provides funding to this country in some shape or form. And I guess, I don't know if it was, if it's Biden or whoever, I don't know, it must have been, or Obama, I don't know. Somebody was like threatening, again, I was half listening, but somebody was like threatening funding from the U.S. to this African country um, if he didn't you know, make allowances or didn't provide whatever it is they're discussing for the trans community and I guess this president was like I'm not doing it I'd rather just give the money back 
um, because that's how much I don't support it. So, yeah, so my coworker just goes on this rant. He's laughing. He's joking. He's like, yeah, I'm not calling you a she. You were born a woman. I mean, you were born a man. I'm going to call you a he and blah, 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 blah. And I was just completely, utterly speechless because, number one, why are we talking about this? Two, you're really barking up the wrong tree because I'm an ally for sure. Um, you don't know. I could be trans. You don't know. You really don't know these days. Uh, I could have relatives that are trans. I don't that I'm aware of, um, but I just support that community completely. I think that it is everyone's choice in their business. I think that if someone tells me that they are, you know, they feel like they're a woman, if they're a trans woman and they want me to refer to them as she, it is no sweat off my back to do so. Um, I'm not going to disrespect them by calling them something other than what they are asking to be called. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't hurt me. And it supports them, makes them happy, and helps them to thrive. So I'm completely in support of, um, you know, the LGBTQ plus community. This isn't something that I advertise at work because I know people have different just like I'm for it, I don't bring it up because I know there are people who have their feelings about it. I don't have to agree, but I'm not going to, you know, go in there and just start talking about it, assuming everyone's comfortable. So I don't see why someone who is anti and who's bigoted in this way <laughs> would feel comfortable bringing this up to me. Like, do I look like a fucking bigot? I don't think so. So... And I just, I was completely speechless, you know? I didn't chuckle, I didn't smirk, I didn't laugh, I didn't ask questions, I just let him talk himself into silence because he wasn't getting anything from me, no reaction because, and I feel like, I don't know, at another point in time, I may have gotten into a debate about it, I may have questioned, I may have, um, you know, gotten into a debate, uh, a, an argument even, you know, in, in defense, but he just seemed so adamant and just so, he just seemed so disgusted that I feel like it could have turned ugly really, really quickly because in that moment, I, like now I look at him completely differently. Um, and it's a shame, not that I have like a very high opinion of him anyway, <laughs> but once I find out you think like this, it's like there's really no coming back from it. And then to hide behind your religion, then he tried to segue into, you know, this is what I'm going to talk about on my sermon. I'm like, okay, so you're a bigoted pastor of a bigoted church, because if you feel comfortable preaching this to the members of your congregation, then they must think the same way that you do. I'm really like not feeling that at all. And if you're really a Christian and you believe in God and you believe that all everybody is, you know, a child of God and everybody deserves love and respect and, you know, equality, you're not going to look down or bash or make fun of people who are being disrespected, disenfranchised, who are being, you know, threatened and killed on a daily basis and not during Pride Month. How dare you come to me with this during Pride Month, like of all the months and, you know, I just, I just completely look at him different. He's a huge bigot and, you know, I'm not even requiring or asking people like that to change their minds, but to just be completely disrespectful and to just laugh about it. And that's just, just something very, very ugly about that. And I, I really, really dislike it. So I just completely shut down. 
I keep my interaction with him to a definite uh, minimum. I mean, we're at work, so there's some interaction, obviously, but I don't, I just know that that's not um, someone that I can respect. So, yeah, and it's just so wild how comfortable he was just unloading all of that on me. Um, it's almost like, you know, if a, a racist white person <laughs> goes into, you know, a room with other white people and they're like, how about those Negroes? Am I right? And like the people who are not racist are looking at him like, huh? It's like he just got real comfortable and just assumed his company was was like minded like himself. And I'm actually kind of proud of myself for not pushing back because that was my first like knee jerk reaction was to be like, um, you're barking up the wrong tree. I respect and, you know, support the LGBTQ plus community. Um, you're an asshole. Like, I really just wanted to unload back. But I, for the first time, I was really just like, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. And I just felt like in that scenario, my silence just spoke volumes anyway. And he ended up just, you know, shutting the hell up as he should. <laughs> and, he, and, you know, he kind of mumbled something and, you know, it's kind of similar. He pretended to get a phone call and he like excused himself or whatever. And he didn't come up there for the rest of the day. So I'm like, okay, cool. So that was just a really <sighs> irritating conversation to have at work. And this is why these topics shouldn't come up. You know, you work with these people, you have to have some level of respect and, you know, you have to get along with them to some degree. But when these things come up and you see how people's opinions can differ from yours and if they're very strong opinions, if they're, you know, really, um, you know, politically driven, if they're very racially driven, whatever, it can really drive a wedge and kind of sink the ship. So everyone just shut the hell up. <laughs> you know, I'm sure there's coworkers who you're closer to than others and maybe you guys share the same sentiments, but keep it to yourselves, you know, and definitely don't make any grand declarations, you know, one way or another in the general population of your office or, you know, whatever your environment is cuz you just never know. You know, you don't know who you're offending. You don't know what I have going on in my life, who I have in my life. I could go straight to HR with this. You have to be careful, you know. So some people, you know, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. And he's somebody who definitely doesn't. So he's on my list, <laughs> whether he's aware of it or not. And I know to keep a, a, a definite distance from this person and people who are like that in general. Okay. I am pro LGBTQ plus and I'll keep saying that till I'm blue in the face. Absolutely. God, okay, so I'm still having issues with noise and my bottom neighbor. Um, I'm just hearing their TV late at night, all night, and max volume to the point where I can hear exactly what type of show or movie they're watching. And it's almost always, to me, it sounds like a fucking Fast and Furious marathon. It's like cars running, it's revving, it's engines, it's yelling, it's explosions. And it's always late at night. And they start like 10 o'clock. The other night I clocked it, they didn't stop till like 4 in the freaking morning. And I have to get up and go to work. 
So our apartments mirror each other. So their bedroom is underneath mine. Their living room is underneath mine. I keep my TV in my living room and I made sure to anchor it to a wall that I don't share with anybody. So my TV is anchored on the wall that is in my living room and on the opposite side is the bedroom. I did that to make sure that my TV wasn't gonna be rumbling against any of my neighboring you know, shared walls. That's just, I just figured that was just a common courtesy, okay? Now, of course, people have the right to put their TV and speakers wherever the hell they want, but I know for sure that this person beneath me happens to have at least one of their TVs in their bedroom, and they are a nighttime watcher, and they put it up all the freaking way. Not to mention, they're just a loud freaking person in general. They slam their cabinets. I can tell exactly where they are in their apartment at any given moment because they're just noisy and loud. And that's just inside of their apartment. Don't get me started when they go out on their patio, which is beneath mine, and smoke weed and talk on their phone. And they're loud in their ghetto, naturally, right? So I've been emailing the office because, you know, I'll be a Karen. I don't care. I've been emailing the office. I've been calling Courtesy Patrol. Courtesy Patrol has been pissing me off because it'll be late at night. I'll call them. They'll come and then they'll call me and say, hey, uh, I'm outside of their door and I don't hear anything. Like, you're not going to hear anything outside of their door. You need to be knocking on that shit and letting them know to shut the hell up because, you know, I don't know what the doors are made out of versus the floor but I can hear what's coming up from below me, okay? So especially if the TV is not in the living room, you're not going to hear it on the front from the front door. You would have to open the door and go into their bedroom. Just trust, and I've recorded it and sent it to the office plenty of times. And for a while, I was getting, you know, responses back. They're saying, oh, we're going to talk to them. We'll try to get them to keep it down, blah, blah, blah. But over the last, like, three weeks, it's been crickets. Nobody has been getting back to me. So finally, um, I get a phone call from some girl named Priscilla. And she's like, yeah, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, all your messages, someone's been dropping the ball. I'm new here to the team and I'm telling you that I'm going to be right on top of this. We're going to get this taken care of. Just tell me everything. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm on top of all the emails. I'm going through everything. I'm pinning everything. Um, you know, I just want you to let you know that I'm on it. And she essentially, I'm paraphrasing here. She was basically like, I don't play that shit. <laughs> so we're going to get this taken care of. And I'm like, all right, Priscilla, you know, like, I don't know. I can't really trust anything your office has to say. I've been trying to get this taken care of for a long time and nothing is getting done. If I could be guaranteed, you know, because obviously like let people do what they're going to do in their apartments. I'm not trying to be a dictator here, but this is like an ongoing thing. I don't hear my side neighbors or anything. It's just them. And it's all hours of the night. And it's like, if I could be guaranteed that they could like would stop it at like 10 o'clock, I could just hold on and deal with it because those aren't quite quiet hours yet. But 10 and beyond, it's insane. I'm trying to go to sleep, have my air going, and I'm not the type to like, you know, sleep with my own TV on, but I've been trying to do that to try to offset their noise, but that's just more noise, you know? I've tried to have the ambient 
like you know nature noises going on my phone or I'll put it on the speaker to try to help but again that's just more amplified noise it just sounds like a rainy day in a fast and furious scene coming from below this is my third year here and you know I've had a noisy neighbor below me before in the same apartment but even then it wasn't his TV or his music it was just his mouth it was like a personal thing but I don't hear anybody else's TV but theirs and it's like something has to be done and the Pris- Priscilla lady was talking big you know game like well you know there's certain steps we can take you know up into up and up into um, and including eviction, blah, blah, blah. Like she was just talking a really big game, really selling that she was new on the team and that she was going to be on top of it and blah, 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 blah. So I was like, I'm taking it with a grain of salt. Um, after we got off the phone, this was like Wednesday, right? She's like, I'm going to give you a call on Friday and I'll follow up, you know, blah, 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 blah. Just keep documenting. I'm like, okay, cool. Of course, Friday comes. She doesn't call. So I already know she's full of shit <laughs> because I'm still hearing the noise. I emailed every, you know, this was Wednesday that she and I talked on the phone. Wednesday night, same thing with this person. Thursday night, same thing with this person. Friday night, same thing with this person. And I'm still emailing each time it happens and I'm documenting the time that the noise starts. And if, you know, I'm still up and I can still hear it, you know, if I don't manage to fall asleep, I document when the noise finally ends. And I did that Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night. So then Saturday, you know, I got up and I did overtime. And I come back, I have an email from her. And she's like, oh, hi, um, can you please send a video of the noise that you're experiencing? And I, I takes everything in me not to go off. I was like, look, with all due respect, I've sent plenty of videos. I've texted the office number and I've emailed the office with the footage. You said you're going through all the emails. Just pull them up. I'm not spending any more time being Inspector Gadget recording these assholes below me. I'm not doing it. Pull up what I've already sent you. It's the same level of noise. And it's been acknowledged, the videos that I've sent by other representatives in their office. So you need to do your due diligence and just go back what I've already fucking sent you. (laughs) Because I'm just tired of dealing with this everybody should be able to do what they want to do relax in their apartment I get it and not everybody's going to be as mindful or courteous but this is excessive and it's always late at night it has to be loud if I know exactly the times that your television is on and when you turn it off and what kind of content you're watching that's insane (laughs) I don't hear anybody else's tv on my own floor so I don't know what's going to happen with this. Like I said before, I feel like this is my final year here. And what really pissed me off, I'm like just trying to get my options and see, you know, what, um, what needs to be done to be able to like break my lease, like what that entails, what the process is, how much that costs, whatever. Right. So I emailed them over the last three weeks in between all my noise complaints about what the process was. They got back to me right away. Like, this is what you would need to fill out. This is the process. This is how much I'm like, wow. So you guys are very quick to respond (laughs) <laughs> and tell me exactly how I can leave this place rather than get back to me about how I can make my time here that I am here paying you guys too much money 
you know, making it comfortable and, and noise free for me. So that completely pissed me off. But this was like right before Priscilla got in touch with me. So I don't know how this is going to go. I'm trying not to call the cops, you know, when they get too loud. It's not necessarily a party, but the noise is excessive. And, you know, courtesy patrol is, is, you know, zero help. (laughs) And I'm trying not to make it known, obviously, that it's me. I don't want to go down there because with the other guy, I went down there, showed my face, told him where I lived, and then he was disturbing me, and it seemed to be okay, but, you know, that turned into, like, a threatening kind of a situation, and I'm not trying to deal with that again, so I'm trying to remain anonymous and go through the proper channels, so we'll see how that goes, but, you know, I hate any external factors that bring me stress and and, and deplete my energy and interrupt my sleep you know like as far as like you know whatever you need to survive and maintain mental sanity like food and water and sleep that's that's where it's at so I I just find myself getting very irritable um because of this so this has to get nipped in the bud for my health (laughs) at this point so I'm recording this on Saturday the 17th Um, It is the first day of the three-day weekend that I have. We are off from work once again for Juneteenth. And um, to me, I feel like my weekend is super-duper jam-packed. I mean, I'm already kind of like, ugh, because I'm not going to have like a full day just to do me, you know, like when the weekend comes, I need at least one day to not do anything and to just to be a bum for me to feel recharged enough to go back to work. Um, and I feel like this weekend is just not one of those weekends. So, and and we have three days instead of two. So for Saturday, I got up at freaking six 30 to go to work for overtime. And I was gonna go hang out with my cousin. He's in town. Um, but we changed our plans up because he's going to come over tomorrow with the rest of my family. Um, but I had to do this podcast and I had to clean up my apartment and, you know, kind of stock the fridge a little bit and, um, rest because Friday night I didn't get any sleep because of the asshole downstairs, (laughs) but I got up super duper early. So I did catch up on some sleep. And then tomorrow my aunt, mom, and my uh, grandma and my cousin are coming over. Um, we're going to be spending some time together and having a little viewing of something special. Um, so that's the day there. <laughs> and then on Monday, my cousin is going to be meeting Blue for the first time. He is uh, one of the few remaining family members that I have that hasn't met him yet. But I'd say he's like one of the most important. So we're all going to go to lunch together on Monday. And then I'm going to be spending some time with Blue. So Um, because he's been out of town he gets back on Monday so yeah I have something going on I guess when I mean you hear the the term jam-packed and you probably thought it was going to be more than what I just said but to me that's jam-packed I mean I don't typically do anything or have a whole lot of visitors over or have like you know pre-planned plans ever so and I rarely go to overtime and that's like from 7 30 to 2 30 so that ate a huge chunk of my Saturday but um you know so it might not sound like a lot to you guys but to me it is um although it is just family and you know and it's 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 gonna be fun once I'm in there 
but whenever I don't have a day of like nothing, I start to get a little stressed. So I'm going to find pockets of nothing <laughs> to be able to just do me um, and hope that that suffices. But I think at work, we are gearing up to open back up to the public again. We've been closed this entire, you know, pandemic time. Um, but I think we're about to get the green light to open. So I know that's going to be very hectic and stressful. And I am uh, kind of dreading it. So anytime I have to myself, I'm going to be cherishing it because I know once we open those doors, it's going to be a floodgate of bullshit. Oh my God, you guys, stop! Loud neighbors, bigots at work, and two badass cats, just stressors all around. So I'm going <sighs> to, woosah, I'm going to end this right here. I'm going to grab a glass of wine and I'm going to relax and watch my latest comfort show friends <laughs> and I'm gonna do me and I'm gonna relax but I definitely wanted to get this podcast up I had a lot of different things I needed to get off my chest so thank you so much for bearing with me but I'm gonna wrap this up here hope everybody has a great weekend um, happy father's day to the fathers that almost slipped my mind I definitely did get a little something for blue um, that I'll give him on Monday when he gets in. But yeah, if you're a father, happy Father's Day. You know? And if you're just celebrating the ones in your life, I hope you guys have a great weekend. I'll check y'all out next time. Bye. Hey guys, if you made it this far, thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. From the bottom of my heart, I truly appreciate it. Now there's a new episode every Sunday, so be sure to come on back for another round of Vodka Melonade. Bye.